0: Well, and welcome to A Path to Redemption, the podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. Look, I hope that you've had a great week. I hope that you've had time to spend with the Lord in prayer and also in his scripture. I hope you're really fostering that relationship. I cannot stress that enough. I truly believe that we are wrapping this up uh, here soon. I think that there, we don't have much time left, so I really truly believe that we need to be about the Father's business, about the work that, that Christ would have you to do, uh, according to to your calling. Amen. Um, so we're going to continue this time, this week, on uh, the Holy Spirit and specifically about regeneration and what that looks like. Um, because I truly believe that this is one of the biggest aspects of the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit that pulls us in, it's the Holy Spirit that seals us in Christ. Um, but we're going to talk about all those different aspects of that. But before we get there, again, all of our scripture comes from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you need a copy of a New King James Bible, feel free to just go ahead and drop me a note at Path to Redemption, Ohio. At gmail.com, and I will be more than happy to get one into your hands. And again, you know, as always, do not just take my word for it. Make sure you're studying to show yourself approved unto God. Make sure that you are rightly dividing the word and really determining what God has for you in this, right? I, I cannot stress enough how important it is to do the work and make sure that you're putting it in so that God can lead you and guide you himself. Amen. So with that being said, let's go ahead and let's kind of jump in, and I want to talk about redemption. The regeneration, right? I want to talk a little bit about that pool first, right? Think about when you were first came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know what what happened that day? You came into to church if you went to church or wherever you were, and you fell under conviction, and you felt that pool in your stomach for you to make a decision, right? and to make a decision that you are going to go and follow Christ for the rest of your life. Not an easy decision. Never said it was, because there's a cost there in terms of leaving your old life and turning away from all those other things. But regardless, you still felt that pull, right? And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It provides us with conviction. It provides us with the things that we need in order to recognize that we need a Savior and that we need a salvation. 1 John chapter 4, starting at verse 12, says this, No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, uh, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. For love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love we love him because he first loved us if someone says i love god and hates his brother he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen how can he love god who he has not seen And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. So a lot of scripture to unpack there, but really want to focus in in on verse 18, where it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. And that's really the crux of what, what the Holy Spirit is. We are able, and he shows us, that it was Christ's love and the love that the Father had for us by sending his only begotten Son that draws us into him right and that begins to make that pool Romans 5 1 through 11 says this therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith into his into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God and not only that but we also glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly for scarcely for a righteous man will one die yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die but god demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners christ died for us much more than having been now been justified by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him if we then were we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Amen. So the Spirit here is the one who has been given us that causes us again to recognize, as it kind of talks about in verse five, the that that Christ loves us, that God loves us, that the Father loves us, right? And without that love and without recognizing that, without recognizing the need to, for there to be a Savior, without the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, we would never have been able to take that step, that initial step, to be able to go and find salvation. Amen? And what does this cause? This causes us to be born after the Spirit. We know that in in, in Romans chapter Chapter 10, in verse 10, it says that we should, we must believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that we in in order to be saved. And that's exactly what you do. Again, Romans ten, starting at verse eight, it says, But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes on the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved so we see then that the Holy Spirit causes us to recognize his love and then causes us to reach out and call out. To Jesus Christ so that we may make that confession unto salvation, right? And then ultimately we have regeneration after that. And what do I mean by regeneration? That means we are born again. We are then born after the spirit or the second birth. And this is what Jesus says about that. In John chapter three, starting at verse one, the scripture says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God for no one can do these signs that that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him most assuredly I say unto you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him how can a man be born when he is old can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born and that kind of shows the the carnality here that that Nicodemus had but regardless Jesus answers him and says most assuredly I say to you unless one is born of water which is the natural birth and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone that is born by the spirit. So here we see that Christ talks about this. He says you have to be born after after the flesh and you have to be born after the spirit in order for us to achieve salvation in order for us to see the kingdom of God in order for us to to go and be with Christ, right? That's what the what the price was. And we know that salvation is made when we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. But here's the thing, right? Is that it is the holy spirit that causes that rebirth in you. Right? And it is the Holy Spirit that does that work. Okay, in First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-two through twenty-five, the Bible says, "Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again not of corruptible seed but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the as a flower of grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away." But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached unto you. So you see here, Peter's talking about that we have been born again from corruptible into incorruptible, right? And we have put on Christ at that point. Because why? It is the Holy Spirit's responsibility to begin that regeneration in us, okay? So, and we must be born again, but it's an act of the Holy Spirit it is spiritual in nature, right? So we know, even if you go back to the Garden of Eden, we know that when Eve bit of the fruit, you know, she saw that it was good to eat. Um, she saw that it was, that it looked good, right? And then that she was good to make one wise. So you have, again, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But in order for God to change us, we must first believe and have that conviction through him. And then ultimately, when we do believe, it starts with the Spirit. Spirit first, then the mind and then the flesh, right? So it's in the spirit that this happens, and then God begins the work of cleaning us up and making us better and presenting him back to his father and and all of those things, right? And we've we've kind of talked about that through season two of this podcast. But it is the Holy Spirit, though, that causes us to be born again from the moment that we believe and from the moment that we have that, that we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So it's the Holy Spirit that seals us and, and makes us born after the Spirit. Amen? Now, what else does the Holy Spirit do through this? It changes who we are. Titus chapter 3, starting in verse 1, says this, Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the faithful saying, and these things I want you to con- to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. So you see here, and going back to verse 5, it says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to the mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life but then listen to what it says in verse 8 this is a faithful saying and these things i want you to to affirm constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. The way that Paul puts it is that the things that he would do are the things that he that that we wouldn't do at this point, right? Because ultimately we are changed. We are changed into the likeness of Jesus Christ, and suddenly the things that we wanted to do before don't really matter. And this is what Paul says in Romans chapter 7. Starting at verse 13, he says, Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin, through the commandment, might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But... Now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now I do what I will not to do. It is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I then find a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. I delight in the law of God, according to the inward man, but I see another law, my members warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law, but with the flesh, The law of sin, right? So even in our flesh, while we would serve God according to the mind and the law, our flesh constantly wants to go a different direction. And it's the Holy Spirit working on our spirits in our minds that then begins to change us into and to what he wants, right? Because here's the freeness in Romans chapter 8. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to that flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement, of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any one does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness amen so what does he say our mind then begins to change right and no longer do we focus on the works of our flesh and what our flesh wants and the things that we want the desires that we want but rather through the holy spirit and through the work of the holy spirit we then begin to focus on the things of god to focus on the things of spirit and suddenly everything that we do changes amen and it begins to change who we are let's not forget what paul says in second corinthians chapter 5 starting Starting at verse 12, it says, For we do not commend ourselves again to you, to, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf, that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is not for God, or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we now, now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. So look, you are now a new creature. Why? Because you don't behold things according to the flesh, but rather you behold things now according to the spirit. Amen. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. In terms of regeneration, it pulls us in, right? And then it gives us the new birth. And then the Holy Spirit begins to change us and tell us of things and talk about ways to improve ourselves, right? And then... Arguably, the most important aspect that the Holy Spirit does is that it seals us in Christ. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 7, says this, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in Him. In Him also we have ordained and obtained an inheritance. "...being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we fir- that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise." who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to praise of his glory. So when you first believe you are reborn, you are regenerated in Christ, he begins to change who you are. But at the moment that you put your trust in him, the Holy Spirit seals you up in him, right? To where there's just something that holds you back from doing certain things. And there's something that makes you want to go and do different things, right? You know, I was with a bunch of guys last night and one of them said, you know the i i could tell you right now i i did I would sit at the bar and we'd talk about everything at the bar while I was sitting there and I was drinking. I was with all these guys, you know, and he said, that's exactly what we did here. He said, I want, I want to create an atmosphere of things where I'm able to just talk about the Lord and talk about things with God. And that's what he does. He seals us up in that change in that new person. Right. And then in second Corinthians, Paul kind of reiterates this as well. in in chapter one, verse 18 through 22, where Paul, Paul, basically says that, But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us as God who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee amen it is that spirit that seals us it is the spirit again that is that guarantee of our inheritance right when you believe on Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit is the first part of that inheritance. It is the gift that is given to you by God to be able to interact with him, right? And it is through the pool of conviction, through the regeneration, being born again, through being changed who you are and sealed in him, that we may continue to follow him and worship him, according to the things that God has for us amen how amazing is God and how amazing is the Holy Spirit this is part of what the Holy Spirit does and it is the probably the most important part because it's what changes mankind when they believe on Christ to truly be followers of who he is does that mean you're perfect at that point no it doesn't but it does mean that you start out on a journey and that your salvation is assured and that the spirit is the guarantee of what that of what that salvation is. Amen. Look, I hope you got something out of this. I hope you're enjoying this because this is a very, very important aspect of who the Holy Spirit is. All right, for this week's song of the week, um, it's, uh, it's interesting. There's not many songs out there really about the Holy Spirit that are Aren't just you know typical worship songs and, and those type of things But I always like changing it up anyway So um, We're actually going to stay with the Benjamin Gate Again uh, this week And again it's off their Untitled album um, And the song is All Over Me um, Great great song It's actually my wife's favorite song by them um, But yeah again that's uh, All Over Me by the Benjamin Gate um, And again that's on their uh, Untitled uh, album So again check that out if you get a chance It's already been added to the Path to Redemption uh, Podcast cast playlist so, um, Look, I hope you're getting something out of this. Again, we're going to continue in our series in the Holy Spirit, whereas we can kind of continue going through this um, as well. And we're going to get much, much deeper into the Holy Spirit and, and what the Holy Spirit's role is. Um, don't forget about the website. There won't be a new article uh, up this weekend, uh, really kind of focusing on the book for, for today and for this week. Um, so, yeah, but continue to check it out. If you haven't had a chance, to check out the articles and those things that are out there. And, again, also my book that's out there, Grace Abounds. That is at pathtoredemptionministries.org Again, that's at pathtoredemptionministries.org And again, if you ever have any questions or anything, feel free to drop me a note at Ohio at gmail.com. I am more than happy and here to help you. Um, but until next time, just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. God bless.